Well, happy September the 13th, Tuesday, everybody. And I hope you're having a great week so far. So have you ever inserted yourself into somebody else's story without their asking? Um, I'm certainly guilty of it. I know that. And usually it wasn't taken very well and often met with some skepticism, which was probably mm, deserving. Um, you know, you do that and people kind of look at you like, who is this guy? You know, what does he want anyway? So here's Jesus in today's gospel, Luke chapter 7, and he's stopping a funeral procession. Now picture this. Can you imagine what you would be thinking if somebody cut in front of Father Dennis as he was leading a casket into the church and then stopped the whole thing right there? Just imagine what would be going on in your minds. So here's Luke. It says, Jesus journeyed to the city called Name, and his disciples and a large crowd accompanied him. So not only is he just like alone, he's got like all these people, you know, so like, ah, it's even goofier. And as he drew near the gate, the outside of the city, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was with her following her, help her now. When the Lord saw this, he was moved with pity for her and said to her, Do not weep. He stepped forward, he touched the coffin. At this his bearers halted. And he said, Young man, I tell you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, no surprise. And they all glorified God, exclaiming, A great prophet has arisen in our midst. You know what I think is really kind of interesting in this, outside of the fact that this would really be kind of a freaky situation. And if something happened like that to us today, we'd be really like, what is going on? Especially like, you know, somebody comes in and, and interferes in a funeral and they happen to have 50 of their very, very best friends just hanging around with them. Um, but what I think is really special here in this passage and, and so beautiful is nobody asks Jesus to do this. Now, in the companion story, just before this story, the one of the centurion's slave, if you remember, he's asked to heal the slave. Not here. He's just coming into town. He's walking into town with his friends, and his funeral procession is coming out of the gate. So they got to stop and wait until it goes by before they can go into the town. You know? And with these elements... These elements of Elijah, we think about the story of Elijah in the Old Testament who raised the son of the widow of Zarephath. And with elements of that story, Luke goes on and, and says that Jesus just steps into this story. He writes himself in. Now, Luke doesn't very often reference Jesus' emotions. He talks a lot about care for the poor, the oppressed, and things like that, the widow. They really didn't talk about Jesus' emotions so much. But this situation, whatever happened, called Luke steeply to do so. And he shares this with us. I mean, Jesus' disciples must have truly seen something happen that was amazing to them, for them to continue passing on this story of what happened. And, of course, you know, here's this widow back in that culture. And we know that with, with no husband and no son that she would face a very difficult time. She had lost all of her means of support and not her choice 
that's just how the culture was at that time. And Jesus goes ahead and does something different, countercultural. And isn't that like Jesus so often to do something that's countercultural, something that we just don't see as the natural flow, you know? And that's what he says, and he feels so deeply. He sees our, our personal drives for ambition and political ideologies that diminish the human person, and he just flips them over on their head so often. I can just imagine in this story that was so special, I think, to Luke to tell, I can just imagine Jesus' eyes meeting this widow's eyes. Perhaps, perhaps tears starting to well, well up in his eyes because he saw her tears. And he simply looks at her. Maybe he grasps her hand. We don't know. And he says, don't go on crying. She must have been stunned. I mean, totally stunned. I mean, here it is. Her son, now it says coffin, but really the funeral beer is just kind of big, like a big old wooden platform, okay? So it's just a body on a wooden platform and it's being carried out to its place of burial. So it's literally, you know, Jesus is, that's it. And she's just standing right at her son laying there. And he just commands his body to sit up, you know? And when he does, when he does, he shares the love between him and almost like his own mother helping this lady. And he commands the young man to arise. And as breath and body are reunited one more time and he sits up, that's pretty freaky stuff, really, if you think about it, you know. And it's not even October yet. I mean, this is just still September where we got these kind of things going on. Oh, anyway, but back to the story. But as breath and body reunite and the man sits up, what a beautiful moment. What a beautiful, touching thing. And what is so special, again, about this encounter is, A, nobody asked Jesus to do it. He just saw something and did it. Not even the mom. No one mentions faith in this story. It's not, oh, woman, because of your great faith, your son is healed. Nothing like that. It is just simply Jesus' unconditional love and mercy given freely, totally given freely, just like when he went on the cross. But because he does that, he helps us to fill out the rest of the story for the rest of our lives. Have a great day, everybody.